All right, guys. We're on uh, youth chat here on this episode. I'm excited. I'm excited here. I know uh, Derek's going to bring you a great word here today. We're going to have some questions for him. Uh, he's gonna, in a, just in a few minutes, he's going to introduce himself uh, here. But uh, I'm excited for you guys to hear from uh, Derek, uh, student pastor here from Louisiana. Uh, just a, a great guy that I made a connection with over Facebook. Uh, but just seeing some of his, uh, his posts on Instagram and uh, Facebook has just been awesome. Uh, so you guys won't be disappointed. Uh, a great student leader here. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to let Derek, also known as the Griff, uh, here, his nickname uh, and stuff as we were chatting a little bit before. Uh, but he just has an amazing heart uh, for students. Uh, so I want to let him introduce himself, let, uh, let him uh, chat here with you guys, introduce himself, let him know uh, what he does. And then we'll have some uh, questions uh, for him, too. I'll put him in the hot seat a little bit. Yeah, man, that's, that sounds good. But yeah, I, like you said, my name is Derek Griffon. I, I go by Griff. Um, I hope you put the in front of there. I hope I didn't say I'm, I'm the Griff before <laughs> as we met. But uh, anyway, man, but yes, yeah, so I'm uh, in Lafayette, Louisiana and serving students for now for not at this church, but I've been serving students now for about 11 years. Um, and I, I travel and speak all over the place as well, man, just to bring the gospel to students and equip them. Um, and, I, and I just my passion really was birth when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. Uh, really, man, seeing my student pastor love me the way he did, but also the way he impacted so many lives is something I wanted to be a part of. Mm -hmm. um, and so, man, it's like I said, I'm originally from North Louisiana. I've lived in Louisiana most of my life. Uh, moved to Lafayette about a year and eight months ago uh, on the staff mm -hmm. at the Bayou Church. Um, and, man, so I just I love what I do. I love bringing the word, man. I've been married. This coming October will be two years. Uh, no kids just yet. We're just looking for a dog now. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I'm a big reader, um, and I love, uh, love writing. And, uh, man, my, one of my favorite hobbies, uh, is actually, yeah, one of my favorite hobbies is just reading, man. I love to read. I love to dive into books. I never thought I would. I used to hate reading, but man, now it's my, my passion. And so, yeah, actually, yeah, man. actually, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, I got to see some of his posts on Facebook and man, he's just devouring books, but actually, <laughs> actually, if you do, uh, there's some some great reads uh, that I looked I uh, looked at uh, some there's some good great autobiographies and if you and I, I got to put a plug in here as well if you look I believe it was your uh, you read this uh, hopefully you can uh, contend for this but uh, if you're looking for a great book autobiography on prayer E M Bounds yeah yeah so if you're looking for a great book just to ignite your faith. Uh, that is a, yeah. I haven't read it yet. My, I haven't read it myself, but, uh, you know, it's a, it looks like a great read. He was a man of faith, but also too, uh, a man of prayer and yeah. uh, everything's as I saw as a little uh, nugget that everything is birthed, uh, in your prayer closet. Uh, yeah. and, uh, that's what youth, uh, need right now more than ever is you in their corner, but also too praying for them on a daily uh, basis. Uh, yeah. so and that and that particular book is called uh, Preacher and Prayer, but oh, Ian Bounds was like the prayer guru that people looked up to back in that day. So he has a lot of books on prayer, but that specific one is Preacher and Prayer. I mean, anybody can benefit from it, but if you're a communicator or a preacher of God's word, man, that book right there, I, I would call that a prerequisite after the Bible to your preaching ministry. Yeah, awesome, yeah. man. Well, you, well, folks, you get to see uh, his heart, but also, too, I can just sense uh, his passion. Uh, for the gospel, his passion for uh, the church, and even most importantly, his students, uh, and just traveling, uh, to, just to see this generation become hungry, 
uh, for, uh, for what's next, but also be hungry for Jesus. Uh, so anyway, now we're going to have some questions for him. Uh, as he's a reader, I'm pretty sure he's going to give you guys lots and lots of nuggets, but also lots and lots of wisdom. So I'm just thrilled and I'm excited. But the first question I have for you, bro, is during this time, what are you learning uh, during this time, man? Such a great question, dude. So, you know, back when COVID happened, uh, man, I was just coming off like a, a bunch of, man, just traveling and speaking to students. And one of the worst thing about this whole deal is, and a good thing I'm full-time with my church because I don't need, you know, travel money to live. But literally, mm -hmm. man, I had like six or seven events canceled, two or three, like three of all three of my camps were canceled. Two camps were put back on the summer, then they were canceled again, man. So as a guy who loves to bring the word, I, I'm always faithful to my flock and then I'm faithful to whoever I bring. So mm -hmm. that being canceled, man, it, it's amazing how many times you know, you almost question your identity. Like, like you start wondering, man, this is what I love to do. And I feel like if I'm not doing it, and even though you, you know, you, you go after your passion, you go after your giftedness and you feel mm -hmm. awesome wiring, the worst thing you can do is give so much time to it to where when it's canceled, man, you're, you're kind of bummed out. You kind of go into this weird anxious mode. Um, and so, man, one of the things I've just learned is, man, look, hey, you know, as long as you have breath in your lungs, um, mm -hmm. you're going to get a chance to do those things again. And so, but what it did was, it also had me really focus on my flock here. Not that I was never not focused, yeah. but because I love traveling so much, man, I kind of go back and forth and give my time. And one of the blessings that came out of it was really God showing me that, hey, man, anytime I'm shutting doors, whether it's a global pandemic mm -hmm. or even if it's just for a season, God opened up, you know, four straight Sundays for me to preach in my church because our senior pastor got COVID. And I was already up to preach. And then for three straight Sundays, he was out. And so he was like, hey, man, you're my right-hand man. I need you to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and so had I been traveling a lot, I may not have been able to focus on where I was at. Um, and so just being able to pour into the whole flock, um, mm -hmm. you know, all the people we got at this church, man, God just really showed me, hey, just because I'm closing this door, look mm -hmm. what opened for you. And we needed you here. Um, and you see what I'm saying, man? So it's one of those things that he's just teaching me. You know, just because certain doors close, let me know this opens. The other thing that's open, man, I've, I've been writing a book. Uh, and so uh, called The Real World, uh, really um, five ways teenagers can impact the world around them. Um, and so I was able to finish that book, even though writing scares the mess out of me. I love it. But at the same time, man, when you write and put stuff out there, you got to be brave and bold. But I was able to finish that book. I got it off to one of my, my friends to really edit and look at. And so that's that's that process is picking up now, which I wouldn't have done. Honestly, I would have kept being scared. One of my goals was to finish. But you know, uh, and that really opened some time to finish it really. So dude, so last year in 2019 from mm. January to July, um, yeah. I actually had to commute an hour and a half each week from Baton Rouge to Lafayette because our lease wouldn't let us out, um, oh, of the apartment. And so I had to commute, you know, so me and my wife were newly married you know, two nights a week. I'm away from my new bride. Yeah. Um, and so, man, honestly COVID has actually given us a lot more time together that really it was almost like catch up like hey we missed yeah. this time but God offered this time it was almost similar to like a COVID sabbatical almost <laughs> and so God I already know how to rest but he was able to like make me rest and make me lie down between green pastures even more um and so just and also trust some dude we, we also we weren't planning we weren't planning on buying a house probably for another year we bought a house mm -hmm. um and it's crazy because as much as you know uh it was tough being at home, not around my people. And even though I'm an introvert, I mean, nobody thinks I'm an introvert, but I am. It was time for us to rest. It was for us to have a lot of good time together. It was also even in the, in the realm of ministry, if we're talking that, it also just showed me that my vision, passion for discipleship 
um, mm -hmm. doesn't have to remain Sunday focused. It, it, it's always week to week developing and equipping mentors. And so that further affirmed that in this season, mm -hmm. what we're doing is going to be more relational and go getter rather than come and see. Um, and so, man, and also uh, one of my, my friends, Stuart Hall, I don't know if you're Stuart Hall. He's a, he's a, a influencer out in Atlanta, man, just a big time youth guy. Mm -hmm. uh, watch the message. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, yeah. he talked about, uh, man, sometimes we make an idol of certainty. And now sometimes we plan and we're, when we're certain of things, we're, it's easy to plan. And so when that certainty stripped away, we're like, we're lost. But when you focus on the foundations and the things that do remain like the Lord, who's the only God is the only certain God that really taught me some good things. Cause I'm a planner. I'm not really, I'm not really, you know, sporadic. I like to have my plans in. Um, and so the fact that, you know, we're, we're probably closed down to about October right now with COVID, you know, mm -hmm. going on. And so it's like, okay, now we're having to reinvent, imagine. So guys just taught me a lot about even more about flexibility, um, yeah. even more about rest. And so, and just even how, when doors close, it doesn't have anything to do with your giftedness mm -hmm. or opportunity it has to do with, Hey, this is where I need you right now. And so that was, that was a big blessing, man. Um, so I know I just gave you a mouthful, but it was no, uh, no, that's, that's a lot. Wow. That is awesome for you viewers. Uh, whether you're a student that's going to jump on here in a little while to watch this, or you're a young adults leader or student pastor, but you know something that really uh, just uh, hit me right there as he was talking is, you know, don't worry about your closed doors. And with him, uh, with Derek, he was able to preach three or four Sundays right in a row. And if that didn't happen, he would have been traveling. But it's that pace. Yeah. You know, that pace of, uh, of just resetting and, and he was there for his flock. So if that might be you today, right. you know, hit that reset button and say, hey, okay, if the doors closed, camps are closed, how can you be faithful to your flock? Yeah. How can you be faithful to your, uh, to your students? Uh, and maybe look for creative ways. Uh, you know, he, he, he was in this season of, of just resetting. He got to read. He's got to write a book. Uh, for you teenagers. Uh, so I can't wait to, I'm a reader as well. Uh, for you viewers, yeah. I can't wait to pick up this book just to learn and have more uh, resources for us as youth pastors and youth leaders. Uh, even you students, uh, we need, we need uh, wisdom. We need patience uh, with you all, uh, yeah. but just <laughs> learning how to, learning how to navigate. And, and I believe that's what Derek was doing. Him and his wife uh, newly was they were learning how to navigate, but they had to hit the reset button. And, and look at the doors uh, that have opened for him. Uh, having a house now, um, probably you, you can contest this, right? You're not communicate, or excuse me, you're not uh, uh, commuting back and forth an hour and a half, right? No, not anymore. Yeah. So we, so we only did that for about six months, and then we were oh, able to finally right. move here. And so I've been on this church staff for a year and eight months, but like for the first six months, mm -hmm. yeah. But we're 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 stable, bro. We're yeah, we're good, good. So yeah. yeah, don't worry about those doors that have closed. That's good. Look for man. Opportunities uh, that are right in front of you. And, and that's, that's a good, this is going to be a good segue into our next, uh, next question, uh, yeah. because he could have taken that uh, as a loss and got wrapped up in, in the planning and or his identity, like, man, what's going on with camp? Uh, what's going on with this? But he had a different perspective and said, hey, this is what, I, this is, uh, what the Lord has opened up for me. So let's talk about that now, man. Yeah. Some wins, uh, wins and some losses uh, during this season. Uh, and you kind of uh, elaborated on that a little bit in the very beginning uh, is, you know, with camps being canceled. Uh, but yeah. one, win that, one win that I see is you got to preach uh, four Sundays in a row. Yeah, man. So basically, uh, man, when I came on staff, my whole goal coming on the staff at the Body Church was, man, just to equip students 
uh, lead students, man. But also one of my biggest gifts is communicating uh, mm -hmm. and preaching and, and bringing the word, man. And it's uh, something mm -hmm. I've worked very hard on, but also guys give me the gift of. And yeah. so, man, they had me preach a couple times in my first few months here at the Bayou, man, and they just loved it. And it really clicked and connected with people. It was mm -hmm. a different vibe and a different, you know, way. And then, like, I think, uh, you know, preached a few more times after that. And that's that's in the middle of me preaching weekly. If you're a youth pastor, you preach weekly, bro. Like, I, I, you know, sometimes as youth pastors, we tend to think, oh, I'm getting ready for the big Sunday thing. But if you're already a preacher, if you're always preaching, then it doesn't matter who you're preaching to, you're always ready. Um, and so for me, so towards the end of 2019, Pastor Sean was just like, hey, man, I'd love for you to become my number two guy in the pulpit, you know, mm. um, in, in 2020. And literally, you know, my first few months, preached a couple of times. And then, um, you know, I, I was kind of his go-to man. So right when he, I was already scheduled to preach on June 28th. And mm. then he had COVID. And then July 5th, July uh, 12th and 19th, it just ended up being, I was his next guy. So while I'm mm. out, I trust you, which was very humbling. There was nothing... Yeah. You know, it was very humbling for God to say, hey, mm -hmm. we're going to trust you to bear the word for the whole church for these next four Sundays. And I told yeah. him, I said, man, I, first of all, thanks for trusting me with that. And yeah. two, there was, there, was really no, there was really no way to get profitable on that either, man, because it's like, mm -hmm. first of all, I didn't know you were going to trust me that much. And two, mm -hmm. man, uh, he just became our senior pastor in January. Um, his dad right. stepped out uh, yeah. and handed over the, the baton and the keys to him. And so for him to trust me that quick, I just, there was, there was no way I could be profitable of that because it wasn't it wouldn't me. And they're actually the ones who pointed out, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, the fact that those doors closed, look what opened up, you mm -hmm. know? And I was like, man, that's mm -hmm. such a good point. They're the, actual ones, they're the ones that actually opened my eyes to that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and in other opportunities, it's really been, man, you know, I've been, I'm a huge discipleship guy. I was a part of D groups um, since I was 15. So I've been leading them since I was 15. That's been kind of how I've, you know, adopted all my, or adapted all my ministries to that model. And to see students and see ministries grow out of those relationships and equipping other leaders to do the same thing. Um, the opportunity here is, since we're not back really doing services, is the empowerment to our small group leaders, our mentors over our body students internship. Um, there's just a lot of cool doors to re-empower. I don't even know if that's a word, but we're going to use it as a word. Re-empower people to go after students rather than Sunday being the easy one for, you know, when students come, it's easy to be like, oh, hey, there's Jake, there's Jeff. It's a lot harder to go after Jake and Jeff. Um, and so anyway, man, so it's really just create opportunities for us to get back to doing the main thing that Jesus did, going mm -hmm. after disciples, making disciples, man, uh, man, just uh, meeting needs. Um, and so it's just been really cool to see leaders even step up to this opportunity, even mm -hmm. though it's more convenient to wait for people to come to us, but it's way harder, but worth it going to them. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, it's been an interesting season for sure to kind of get back to that basic. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's a great word, bro. And if, uh, if you're thinking about a word that just came to my mind uh, for you folks and for you leaders out there is uh, perspective. Uh, yeah. you know, and luckily, he had a great pastor uh, that gave him the right perspective uh, of seeing things in a different view. Uh, you know, when camp was canceled uh, and even traveling, uh, some things were uh, canceled. Uh, but his pastor spoke uh, some great encouragement to him. And said, hey, you know, even when uh, the, the senior pastor got uh, COVID and there's an opportunity for Derek to step in uh, to lead and shepherd the flock. And if that's you here today, uh, you know, have the right perspective. Uh, you know, camps might be canceled. Uh, ministry is going to look a little bit differently, uh, but have that right perspective. Uh, and, and, you know, take you might feel like you're at a loss right now, but you know what? Take that loss, learn from it and turn it into a win and have yeah. that right perspective 
uh, for your uh, leaders, your staff, your students, or your uh, college-aged uh, ministry. Uh, and look for creative ways. I mean, I'm pretty sure Derek can contest that about being creative. Uh, you know, it could be uh, his, 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 uh, his heart and passion is uh, communicating, but also to discipleship. And look for ways to disciple young men. If you're a female leader, uh, look for uh, females that you can take under your wing, uh, you know, and be creative. Uh, and, and, and like a coach, coach them along this journey, encourage them uh, and give them uh, influence, give them words of life. Uh, because, yeah. you know, youth come from many different backgrounds, whether they right. come through dysfunctional homes or, uh, you know, not the, the, uh, not the right home life or peer pressure, uh, you, you name it. Even, even the ones that are athletic, uh, you, yeah. you, you know, just encourage them to surround themselves uh, with the right people uh even right. get them in community uh as much as you can uh so that that's man thanks bro for uh Brian, if, if i can even add to that man mm -hmm. uh one of the things i always teach my team about and one of the things i'm passionate about doing even when it comes to surrounding yourself with leaders mm -hmm. is my i know my three biggest strengths and honestly one of those isn't creativity um i would say i have a uh, my, my coordinator my assistant is more creative than i am so i say hey i want to give you creative reins on certain things I've got team members who are very, I'm not a game youth pastor. I'm also not a nasty youth pastor. You know, back when I was in high school, they were like, hey, Griff, you know why you're never going to be a youth pastor? Because you can't be dirty. I'm like, okay. And 11 years later, I'm still doing it. And so I like getting people around me that are good at the hype. And, and I'm a very energetic guy. But when it comes to creating games or even providing opportunity for people to be a part of, whether it's a scavenger hunt or even going axe throwing, I, I delegate creative stuff to people who are better than me at being creative. And so even going back to perspective, perspective as a leader is I can't do it all. And I need, and really, man, if you know Kobe Bryant, man, rest his soul, man, I, I miss Kobe. Like he, he was, yeah. you know, my basketball idol and I loved him. And mm -hmm. so one of the crazy things he did when he moved on from basketball is he started a thing called Granity Studios. And basically through Granity, Granity Studios, they do a bunch of videos and movies, but he also, he also put together a string of books that have come out. He's, they've come out with five books. And it says, created by Kobe Bryant, but written by another author. And they interview Kobe Bryant. He goes, look, my job is to get creative writers to put my ideas to the page. And yeah. so sometimes the biggest thing I can do as a student pastor is focus on my gifts, which is communicating content and equipping, and then equipping those people to do what they're gifted at in student ministry. Um, and so, man, that, that's why I would add to even that, even that perspective, but also, man, get people around you who are better than you at certain things and let them run. Yeah. And I would just add to that too, man, is uh, learn how to delegate. Absolutely. Don't be afraid to delegate because I like what uh, Derek said is that we as pastors cannot do it all. Right. And we don't have that big Superman cape uh, on us. Uh, and try to do it all because if you're going to try to do it all uh it's going to lead to burnout absolutely so don't burn out learn how to delegate and surround yourself with yeah surround yourself with other leaders uh that can do the games yeah. uh, or pipe up your youth group or your college ministry uh, and find what you're gifted at and do yeah. it and do it well and be a great uh leader so i think that's yeah. i think that's a key ingredient for us all that we can really uh learn and uh lean from uh from uh, yeah. pastor derek here so thanks ma'am so yeah that's a great uh a great uh segue into our next question here uh for us is uh ministry uh ministry moving forward 
Uh, how do you see that maybe in your ministry or just you can speak uh, to us uh, as, as viewers and leaders? Yeah, I mean, I think it's this whole time, man, is really two things. It's, it's shown us how much social media is needed, mm -hmm. but it's also showed us how much social media has depleted a lot of our relationships. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, what I have discovered in students is mm -hmm. even though they're on all the outlets, I have talked to a lot of students who are sick of it. Like mm -hmm. I've got some students who are like, Griff, I can't listen to you on, online. I love you. I love hearing you preach, but I've got to get back with people. Mm -hmm. So if anything, it's revealed to us that we definitely need the gathering of the saints in ways. We definitely need small groups. We definitely need to get back to the place where students are connecting with each other because this next generation, as you know, man, how mm -hmm. old are you, uh, Brian? I'm 38. Right. So I'm, I'm 30. So we're both millennials. You're, you're the same age as my senior pastor. Oh, okay. um, and one of the things that one of the things when it comes to students, man, is we have to, we, you know, we've learned to go get them on media. You've got to be very witty on there. You've got to know the culture. You've got to speak their language. Mm -hmm. um, but also the biggest thing that we can do as far as ministries moving forward is to, like I said earlier, equip uh, young adults, young adults, and even teenagers to go get people, man, and, and to set up small group times to disciple them. And um, man, and so that's, to me, seeing ministry go forward is, is planning to, um, is planning more intentional relationships um, mm -hmm. and then multiplying. Uh, when we when we always talk about you know the the adage of being a disciple who makes disciples, man, I'm trying to set up a system right now to where our our students and our, or some of our students because we equip a lot of our students to lead small groups, um, and so we also equip a lot of our young adults too, and we also got some older generation that do. And our goal is, hey, once you're done discipling them for this time, mm -hmm. then teach them how to replicate it. Mm -hmm. um, another thing we do right now, man, is we and this is this is honestly. This, this program, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a program, it's more of a system that was implemented before I came and I've kind of made it my own flavor. Um, it used to be called Legacy Internship and now we've just renamed it Bayou Student Internship. Mm -hmm. And really, man, it's an opportunity for students to join, to become bigger, be, bigger and better leaders, to learn how, to, how the church function, how to serve at a church. And what I've kind of flipped it to is that we're going to focus on leadership development, mentorship, and even serving as the church. So here's mm -hmm. what happens. So every Wednesday night, um, we have our, our legacy, our, 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 our Bayou students coach, uh, lead a leadership development principal. And then our leaders now, since January, our student leaders, which this past summer we had about 31 we were discipling, is they go right into mentor groups. So mm -hmm. I've chosen five or six mentors who are actually like workers in the world. They're not ministers. I've got a speech, speech pathologist. I've got a lady who has her own, you know, nonprofit. I've got a guy who works in the athletic department on ULO's campus. So I've got like five or six mentors who are not necessarily mentors or not, are not necessarily ministers mentoring my students on how to take leadership and biblical principles and how to live them out in life to take them with them. And so pretty much, man, like what, what I see the future going is really going back to the basics of mentorship, discipleship. Yeah. When we get back to gathering, we're still going to have worship. We're still going to preach the word. We're still going to gather, but man, my whole, my whole, passion is to see students become like pastors of their school like you are the uh, you are accountable to your teams you're mm -hmm. accountable to your art rooms you're accountable to your theater department you're accountable to for those of you who want to be doctors and lawyers like those are the people that you're accountable to reach so own the personal mission and so if we can get back to uh community um in the sense of living community in you know in your actual community if we can get back to equipping students on how to be their the, the pastors or be the on mission at their schools it's not just about hey come here griff preach it's about hey can i tell you about my jesus 
if we can get back to the basics of forming those, but then replicating them, I really feel like, man, ministry can boom. Um, and so, man, I, that's, that's where I see it going, just furthering relationships, empowering not only small group leaders and young adults and older, but I'm talking about empowering the eighth grader to reach the sixth grader, mm-hmm. empowering the senior to not consider freshmen as pests, but empowering the senior to go after that freshman and disciple them. Hey, man, here's what you need to know for the next four years. Um, and then in four years, once you see that happen, and that senior is going to be able to take Jesus and invest it in the next freshman or whatever. And so it's having, it's empowering students to have a mindset that everybody on this earth matters. Um, go get them. And so it's just kind of this go get them in that, in that attitude when it comes to making disciples, man. So that's kind of where I see it going, man. And that, that's been my foundation for a long time as a student pastor. But right now, more than ever, you know, we're pushing even more just for students to stay connected. You get to see his passion. Uh, for student leaders, but also to you get to see his passion uh, for discipleship uh, and really having a heart for uh, this next generation to really disciple and replicate uh, other disciples. And we need that more than ever. Uh, And we need models uh, to do that as well. Like he was saying himself and uh, other leaders, uh, whether you're a doctor, uh, whether you're a teacher uh, or in the workforce, and we need that more than ever because they because uh, we need to have students learn the basics uh, of the world, uh, yeah. fundamentals of the world. Life in the in the world is going to be tough. You know, we have Jesus, and and we want to take that and we want to show them okay yeah. how to live through the lens of the gospel, the lens of Christ. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's so good. And and students, I hope you're listening to that. And, you, and what he said, if you're an eighth grader, if you're a senior, take people, uh, take students under your wing and be that leader, uh, be different. And I want to share for you students, if you're watching this, is this is a, a great verse I want to share you is this is out of 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 33, where it says bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. I want to encourage you with that word right there is what company are you hanging around with? That's right. And, and are you going to be the one that's going to influence? Or are you going to be the one that's going to follow the crowd? And our yeah. prayer, and I'm pretty sure Derek can, uh, can testify this, is that I hope and pray that you would be the one that would encourage and take that sixth grader under the wing that maybe feels bullied or has peer pressure, or maybe you're a female leader uh, and you're a, you're a fresh, or excuse me, you're a senior, see that freshman that's, you know, struggling. Uh, just to get adapted in, 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 in the high school uh, in that. And she's not thinking she's pretty enough or smart enough, uh, yeah. but you would encourage her, encourage them to say, Hey, I'm going to take them under my wing and, and, and not, and, and even other students that might fall through the cracks, you would be filling those gaps and say, I want to be the one that sees revival. I want to be the one that sees this, uh, sees this school uh, passionate uh, for Jesus. It only takes one. It only takes one student to make a difference. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah, man. So before we, uh, before we, uh, we're going to shift gears a little bit now before we pray uh, and conclude here a little bit. I want to give Derek here, uh, this has been refreshing, been an, uh, an awesome time for you guys. Uh, I want to give him an opportunity to share some encouragement for you leaders or students, pastors, whoever you're at in the field, uh, whether it be a verse uh, or a word from the Lord. And we've, we've had many words, uh, yeah. discipleship, uh, replicate, reset button, uh, perspective yeah. uh, in that. But I want to give an opportunity uh, to share from his heart, even maybe from experience, 
uh, here. So go ahead, Derek, take it away, man. Yeah, bro. Um, I'll tell you this, and this is, and this is really for student pastors and, and students in general, man, you know, first Timothy four twelve, which is really the basis of the book. I'm about to finish the real world. It yeah. says, uh, you know, uh, don't let anyone look down on you because you were young. Mm. That example in the believers in life, love, faith, purity, um, and conduct. And that was the first verse outside of John three sixteen that I memorized. <laughs> and when I was 15, yeah. And it's really been my verse since. Here's a re reason, man, is because student pastors and teenagers are like, student pastors are sometimes doubted because we work at the church, so we don't know what real work is, right? And so one of the things we got to realize as student pastors, man, is that you hold the weight of the next generation in your hands. Mm -hmm. um, students, um, nobody, you know, this is just a rule a lot of people say, and this is where I get the passion for this. Yeah. When somebody ever, when an adult ever, ever tells you wait until you get to the real world a lot of times they're referring to like when you're you know somebody broke up with you or you got a bad grade or maybe you got cut from the team and then you hear a parent or a young adult say well just wait till it gets hard here's the deal this generation has it more has it worse than any other generation before them mm -hmm. and so when paul writes to timothy don't let anyone look down at you he's basically saying hey you set the tone stop worrying about the naysayers stop letting people tell you what you can't do and go set the example go set the tone uh, to be of a, a, a pure mind, of a sound heart, to to set the example, not only in conduct, but in speech, to love, to have faith. And, and just, I, I truly believe that boldness is, is determined by who you worship. Mm -hmm. And if you're worshiping Jesus, then there should be enough bravery and boldness in you to make a difference, even if you're 12. Um, and so for me, I would just say, man, believe that every single teenager, no matter how weird, no matter how cool they are, no matter if they're a jock, no matter what they do, um, believe that every single teenager, even if they make a difference in one person's life, that's still making a difference. Um, you know, and it even goes back to old adage Andy Stanley says, man, about, you know, do for one what you would do for a thousand, man, go after them. And don't, you know, go after the cool kids, but don't just go after the cool kids. Mm -hmm. Go after what people say, who go like Jesus did with the disciples, go after the losers, but don't just go after the losers. Mm -hmm. um, and so, man, keep setting examples, keep setting the tone, be encouraged that, um, you know, be encouraged to, you know, do every, all of this for an audience of one. And that's, that's our God. And, and don't do it for praise. Don't do it for accolades. Do it because you simply want to make a difference in a teenager's life. Do it because you want, you know, I heard, I heard somebody say, man, what if the next Billy Graham is sitting in a fraternity house drunk right now? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what if, what if the next person that's going to light this world on fire creatively is sitting in your youth group, but you are, but they're missing out on that because you're turning them down. Uh, imagine the next influencer is sitting under your teaching. What would you say in such a way to embolden them? Um, and just and just go do it. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're a youth pastor. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. But set the tone. Uh, man, be the change. Do stuff nobody else is doing, and you'll reach people that nobody else is reaching. Amen. I just want to reiterate that for you students and pastors as well. Pastors is, is, is mostly for students here as well. Is, you know, don't wait. Right. Uh, just, you know, start, you know, start right now. Mm. And, and uh, you know, don't. And here's what I want to encourage you with here, students, is this is, is you have two choices to make. Either listen to the voice of, of truth or the voice of the enemy. And, yep. you know, uh, try to, you know, your acceptance, uh, your opinions of others. You know, that's 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 not going to be it. Your opinion and, and your acceptance comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Once you understand that then boom, there's that fire, there's that flame yeah. uh, that's going to make a difference for the whole world. That's and, right. And, uh, so I encourage you with that. I hope you're listening, students, even youth pastors. 
take people, uh, take students under your under your wing. Uh, yep. And that the, you know, I like that verse out of First Timothy: Don't look down, uh, uh, don't look anyone look down on you because you are young. You know, and, and, and right. the world the world is going to give up on you. But you know what, students and pastors, Jesus is on your side. You know, yeah. Jesus will never give up on you. So why, why wait? Start right now, even if you're in middle school, even if you're in high school, yeah. start right now to make, uh, make a difference, uh, be an influence, be an encourager. Uh, right. You know, if, if you're in a youth group for a while, look for people that you can start taking under your wing. Uh, yeah. And that, so, uh, oh man, that's such a, a key ingredient. Uh, Absolutely. In our youth uh, today, that hey youth, we love you, we're for you, but most importantly, that Jesus is for you, That's that right. He loves you more than we could, uh, that we can love you, and that He will never give up on you. Right there, you might feel beaten, uh, yep. bullied, uh, uh, discouraged, and frustrated, even in this uncertain time. But let me tell you, we have uh, we have an unshakable faith, which is Jesus. That's right. Uh, and I, I put right. your hope. Uh, in him today, he will never let you down. So I'm, I'm encouraged, I'm blessed, I'm stirred up as well. Thank you, Derek. Uh, so what a great time we've had, but I'm going to let Derek pray us out and uh, hopefully here uh, down the road, uh, we'll get him on uh, another chat uh, here, maybe in the, in the fall, maybe the winter, just to see how he's doing, see how good one uh, or whatever. And then uh, we'll put a plug uh, in the, in, in here uh, as well for his book. Uh, as well, uh, students, uh, students and leaders uh, here, um, pick up his book. Uh, when, uh, if you want to put a plug in it right now, uh, you can. Uh, when will it be released, if you know? Man, I'm still figuring that out. I mean, I, right now, I've got it done, but I'm still getting it to editors and stuff like that. So we're, I, my goal is 2020. Um, that, that's been one of my, my, my big word this year is relentless. And I'm trying to be relentless and pushing this. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's times I've discouraged myself from not doing it. And now, man, I, I want it to be this fall. And so just because we're, man, we're connected now, man, I will try to get you that information ASAP. And yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, viewers, leaders, uh, youth pastors, college uh, ministers, be on the lookout uh, for, that, uh, for that book. Even if, even if you have a graduating senior here in your youth group, uh, I would encourage you to, to, when that time comes, we'll let you yeah. know the info. Uh, be a good resource to have because, you know, they're, you know they're in the world now, but as soon as they leave, they're going to be right. they're going to be in the real world, and they need they need encouragement. They need the foundation of faith more than ever, because right. the the world's going to you know grab them up and toss them around. But they need encouragement as much as ever. That's right. But I'm going to let you pray us out, Derek. I appreciate your heart, man. It's been an awesome time. So go yeah. ahead. Let's pray, man. Father God, I lift up the next generation, uh, not only of Christ followers, but of leaders right now who have considered, you know, teenagers, their world. And I pray for boldness. I pray for bravery. Um, I pray for just a sense of urgency to know that we as leaders of the next generation hold a lot of times their fate in our hands. Um, Father, sometimes our, their blood's on our hands if we don't equip them to lead their next generation. And I pray that uh, we would consider that one of the greatest tasks ever. Um, Father, may we, uh, whether we are overlooked, whether we are outworked or whether we're overworked or whatever, I pray that we would be uh, just on fire to make a difference in the world of teenagers and the next generation. Um, that uh, I always like to ask myself the question, um, and what is the, the gener the, what is the next generation worth to me? Um, and God, I pray that you would always put them on my heart, whether I stay in youth ministry forever or not, you, you always,
always put on my heart and you fashion's heart and student leaders heart um, what is uh, the next generation worth to us? So God, empower us and boldness. May we continue to make disciples. May we continue to have the courage to, to say tough truths, but also love people uh, un, uh, you know, relentlessly as we seek to, to get people to Jesus. Um, Father God, we love you. Um, give us strength. May we praise you in all that we do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, there you have it. Leaders, students, uh, college ministers, just his heart, his passion. Uh, we got a fireball right here. I'm excited to see what Louisiana is going to be doing uh, for this next generation. See how he's going to be impacting uh, that uh, his church and students. Uh, but until next time, be on the lookout for this uh, for this episode. Uh, tune into it, listen to it, chew on it, because uh, uh, it's a great uh, great episode. You guys won't be disappointed. But until next time, we love you. Uh, we're praying for you all. God bless you and uh, have a great rest of your uh, day today.